Welcome to episode 142 of Drew's Sports Crew here on this Sunday night. And look, we're back. Hope you all had a great Thanksgiving week here. Um, and then, of course, Black Friday, right? If you were out shopping, hope that went well for you as well. Um, but otherwise, um, right back after a great week of sports. I think the key thing, right, the Green Bay Packers, I don't have the Packer flag up, but key, you know, the key win, right, for Green Bay on Thanksgiving, what a win, eight and a half point underdogs, projected to lose by over a touchdown, come into Ford Field in Detroit, get the job done, walk out with a win, and um, just an exciting game overall. Then we go to the Milwaukee Bucks, who had themselves an interesting last three days. I think the big thing, right, was, okay, you got to win that in-season tournament game. They struggled, like, they struggled in there against Detroit, or not Detroit, Washington, rather, um, and they get that close win in the in-season tournament against a team they should have beat by. They felt a lot. And then they play a, re- a struggling Portland team today on Sunday, um, and they get the win. So, I, I mean, I had, a, I had a perfect week. In the Brewers or in the Bucks prediction challenge, rather predicted each each game, um, the outcome for the four this week. But I feel this week, you know, not to give myself a pat on the back was not was was pretty easy. Uh, again, let's let's look back at it. Uh, Washington, Boston, Washington, Portland. Like sometimes those two, you know, playing an opponent twice in a week is tough. But um, usually when it's a team of Washington's caliber against a team like Milwaukee's caliber. It's, it's usually doable. Um, and then, you know, no Brewers to talk about to an extent, but the Brewers promo schedule was leaked. I'm looking right now. Um, I'll, I'll share a little bit what I know on it. Um, but I'm wondering, because um, I did see some things on it. So... We'll talk about that too, but that's that's the plan here for episode 142 regarding scheduling um, this upcoming week. Journey Million Wednesday at 4 p.m. the usual time. There, um, I, we moved it up an hour early last week just with the holiday, so uh, with Thanksgiving there. Um, so that's why that was done. But from there, um. You know, we're going to just keep the consistent Wednesday schedule. I do have an episode of Wisconsin Sports Spotlight in the works right now. I have a guest lined up. It's just right. You all know, um, just getting that guest on a specific time frame. Um, the logistics working those out. So looking forward to that, though. Um, but from there, uh, that's the plan this week here. Um, Andrew Sports Crew, Instagram, X, and TikTok. Also on YouTube Shorts, right, if you're listening or watching on YouTube. Um, appreciate it. But again, the shorts going through those, uh, each week I, I have a lot of content, whether it's power rankings for the NBA, uh, whether we're doing the bucks prediction challenge, I, I bring up here, um, just give, give the page a follow either on TikTok, Instagram, or YouTube is where those get posted each and every day. There's content. And then also, um, right. I do Packers and bucks players of the game or week, right. For the, Packers, it's player of the game, Bucks player of the week. This week was Brooke Lopez, and rightfully so. We'll get into that. But then also I go on the on the NFL side. Um, ten teams thrown at me, and without knowing the next one, I'm gonna rank them. So that, that's been what I do each week here throughout the NFL season. 
um, and just things like that. So I'm looking forward to I'm gonna start doing that too for basketball, and then hopefully when baseball runs around, just to you know, just where always be thinking like where would you rank teams? Um, so it's good. Like like for me, one is like okay, the Bucks. Where where are they at right now? Are they better than Denver? If we're looking at their resume right now, they worse. You know, and right now the record points, they have more wins than Denver, but are you taking them over Denver? So just breaking down those kinds of matchups are, are always fun. Um, and, and just thinking about how things hurt, you know, for one team. I know I'm rambling a little bit, but um, it's, it's important. Uh, like Boston loses to Orlando. How, how does that affect, you know, how you think, how people perceive that team? It's just an interesting dynamic, I think. So, um that's one that that's just one piece of the content that you can see after sports crew. So those are the announcements here. Um, and let's get into the, some of the content here to start. We're going to go to the Packer game and what a game it was a 29, 22 win at Ford field, you know, and that's what people are thankful for. They are thankful for a Packers win. And that's what they got. The Packers upset a 20 point first quarter, some defense, a defensive touchdown. And look, it was it was a great game for Jordan Love too. Twenty-two of thirty-two, uh, three passing touchdowns, no picks, uh, and just to start the game. Right after that opening drive, they have the big play to Watson. Uh, Dylan gets some get some ground, and then they get the touchdown too. Um, right after that, for me, it was like okay, that was the best Packers uh, offensive drive of the season, right there. You know, right when how they start the game like that. I, there's no denying that, in my opinion, um, and. Packers did exactly what they need to do. They needed to go up early, put some points on the board, and put Detroit in a spot where they need to pass the football. Right? Detroit's still on the ground, averaged four and a half yards per carry. They were very good running the ball again. But the thing is, they couldn't do it 45, 50 times. They didn't have the type of time of possession. They didn't have the type of time to do that. Um, and for the Packers, they were able to just handle um you know, defensively, just Jared Goff, um, who really struggled uh, with holding on to the football. We saw some rough throws, 29-44, um, had some ugly ones in there, had a grounding in there. Um, you know, and Monroe St. Brown still put up numbers, 9 for 95. Laporta had himself a day, 5 for 47 with a touchdown. So it was just a very, very balanced attack for Detroit, which was solid. But again, Goff had lost three fumbles. You got to hold on to the football. And that was just a big thing that hurt this Detroit uh, team. And this defense, I think I personally think this defense is a little overrated in my opinion with, with Detroit. And I don't know if people, you know, think that, you know, they were eight and two coming in. Like this was just a phenomenal defense, but the defense is honestly overrated. Um, right? They put up a, they get a bunch of points to, to like the chargers, for example, they give up, it's hard to say 29. They, they kind of got some turnovers in there. That was not ideal, but Packers held on to the ball. Um, my point is this Detroit defense. There's some young guys in it, right? Like Campbell and Branch, but, and, you know, Hutchinson's still solid, but um, this defense is inexperienced. I think it's like one, one thing, right? Anzalone, right? Throw him in there who, who brings in years of experience, but it felt like Detroit just, on the defensive side, uh, at least these past few weeks, has not been to a standard that they want to be at. Where if they want to compete for that one seed in the in the um, NFC, so just something I I thought about and I observed throughout the game. Just felt 
defensively that where they're at uh, for Green Bay. You know, Jonathan Owens, right, scores that touchdown, um, had a tackle for a loss. I mean, he had a phenomenal game. Uh, he was almost he was in on a lot of plays. I don't, you know, I don't want to say almost every play, right? That's that's the expression you always hear, but honestly, here that's what you saw for for Owens, um, just very active, um, which is what you want to see, especially for safety here. Um, and then Isaiah McDuffie had eleven tackles. Just a lot of guys need to step up. Um, Jair was out. Campbell was out. Uh, Quay Walker was in there, which was good to see, but. Player of the game, Rashawn Gary. Come on, come on. You, you, how can you not love his story? Three sacks. Um, he had a great game, but I think what means the most here is right. I mean, a year ago at Ford Field, tears his ACL out for the year, comes back, gets a big deal, big extension, comes in a three sack game. Um, he's had a great season. You know, like just add this game to it. But his season now, he's up to eight and a half sacks, two forced fumbles. Um, by the way, he had both those in the game against Detroit, those two forced fumbles. But just looking at the sacks, right? Eight and a half. He's not he's on a solid pace. You know, he's gonna get to double digit sacks, you would assume, for Green Bay. Um, and he's someone who just, you know, at 25, you just want to keep seeing him explode, right? And just keep growing um here. And hopefully he can just keep going those sack numbers up. You just love to see it and can continuing to be like the Packers premier edge rusher is what they need. And this is why the, this is just brings up a great point is why do the defensive ends? Why do the pass rushers get the big money? Uh, think about the impact he had on that game. You know, the two force fumbles, three sacks, like the two force fumbles alone game, getting the ball for your team two times, you know, just one player on the defense out of 11 guys there. And of course there's guys changing, but being on the field at that time, being consistent there, making those plays, right? Rashawn Gary was just such a huge asset. So that's where looking at what he did for the team, that's where for him, player of the game was no question, right? I know, I know Jordan Love, right? Being quarterback played great, right? He was definitely the offensive MVP of the game, but overall, he was just pleased with both those guys. Uh, the run game, oh boy. Uh, Jaden Reed needs to get the ball more, uh, running. He had two rush attempts only. Um, how he looks with the ball in his hands. He he needs to be used almost like Jameer Gibbs, which I'm not saying he needs to transition to running back, but um, look, A.J. Dillon's not doing the job. We know this. I What did I say? I said this week two, maybe? Like, I've already thrown – I threw the towel in weeks ago, nine weeks ago maybe, and we're still at the same point where it's still not looking great, A.J. Dillon. 14 to 43, 3.1 yards per carry. The reason it's so high is there's a 17 yard run in there. Take out those 13 of what was it, 27? Yeah, that's what that's what you saw. A whole lot of nothing today. And then Patrick Taylor got three carries for 11 yards. And then Jordan Love even had some rushes in there. That 37 yard run he had. Just another great play for him. This was a game where. We saw the targets being allocated in a way we wanted to. Not obviously, right? Aaron Jones was out, so not to that extent that I bring up. But Jaden Reed led the team in targets. I love that. Um, he was four for thirty-four with a touchdown. Uh, Christian Watson was five for ninety-four. That's the stuff you want to see. Seven targets for Watson vertically. He is getting the ball in, you know, deep threat, and he's making the most of it. And talk about Malik Heath. Right, your East and West guy who had some nice 
very nice catches there and some crucial third downs. Four for 46 for Heath in that one. He caught all four of his targets. That's what you like to see. Dylan, of course, gets involved in the passing game. When doesn't he? Three for 38. Romeo Dobbs, three for 37. Um, and then I mentioned Reed. Tucker Craft. I, I love Tucker Craft coming out here. Of, I believe it was South Dakota. Um, and big thing about Kraft, you know, just how he is in the passing game. He is a great blocker, um, too, and can be used in the passing game. I, I just, for Kraft, I think, right? I mean, we know Musgrave's the better talent. There's no denying that, but still having Kraft on his football team and still being able to lean on him, especially when Musgrave's on the IR, um, is huge. And he catches a touchdown today, two targets only, but he's going to be solid in the red zone, and that's where Packers need to capitalize there. Um, we talked about the defense, right, those guys, um, and just overall, great win for Packers. One of the year, easily right now, no denying that, but, um, right, we get to the next week here, week 13, is it already? Is it already? It's already week 13. It's just crazy to me. Football season's flying. Already 12 weeks through week 13. It's a tough one. Sunday night football. Packers get their shot on Sunday night, and they go to they they um. Why I say they go to they host Kansas City, um, and you know the Chiefs. I don't want to say they've struggled, but they haven't played to the standards they've wanted to. Right? I mean, they start down fourteen nothing against the Raiders. Brutal, but um, still make the most of it and get the win. Um, we have back-to-back primetime uh, games, though, right? They go from Sunday night football to Monday night football. That's an ugly Monday night football game. It's going to be Giants-Packers. Tickets are starting for 32 bucks right now per ESPN, so that just blows my mind. The App Carolina game on Christmas Eve, 36. Yikes. But right now for the Packers, it's it has gone their way. Um Right, these last two, they've won three of their last four. They are in the thick of the playoff push. I cannot believe it. Right. I mean, if you win three of four, they're in a nice spot. So they are the eight seed right now. They have the tie break. So um tiebreakers that we didn't think were gonna matter now matter coming in. They have the tiebreaker over the Rams, who are five and six. They have the tiebreaker over the Saints, five and six. They beat them head to head. That's the only matchups against them this year. Um, and what's gonna come down if they make the playoffs they're going to be either the six or the seven if they make it they have to be out minnesota or seattle who are both six and five again green bay's five and six minnesota plays um chicago they play them tomorrow night monday night football if they lose that game right now you better be a bears fan you know the packers need for the bears here they lose that they go to six and six Green Bay will have the last matchup of the regular season against Minnesota too. Um, and division record two matters. Um, currently Minnesota's two and all the division. So that's got to change. Um, if they want to make any sort of push. Um, but right now the Packers are just in a spot where um, Minnesota could lose that. Hopefully uh, they're only three point favorites right now is what I saw. Um, so they, they, they predict they predict a close game right in, in Minnesota too, and then Seattle. They have a tough matchup. They play Dallas on Thursday. If Dallas can win that, 
against Seattle. That's going to be huge for Green Bay. They move to six and six. Um, you know, I'm not saying the Packers are going to win next week against Kansas City, but that's that's a game that could come back where, of course, that Atlanta game. That Atlanta game, just looking back at it, Atlanta and Denver right now, those two games that were, you know, close ones, just in hindsight, if you win those, it looks a lot nicer, but you just need the Packers to they lose that one. They, they got to win the, the Giants, Buccaneers, and Panthers. They got to win those three. I get the only to eight wins, though. So you got to beat the Bears, too. That would get you to nine. Um, and look, I'm not saying they're making the playoffs, but they did have a coming in a relatively easy schedule. And, it, you know, I'm just afraid if they get it to eight and they don't make the playoffs, it's going to be like, okay, lose out on some draft picks, you know, like on draft pick spots and. Right, the the fan in you wants want right, the fan in a lot of us wants the team to win, but right the looking at how it impacts the team down the road, we know this team is not going to be able to compete with Philly uh, or San Francisco um, in the NFC, right? Um, so just knowing that the implications down the road might not be as ideal as we want, um, but just looking at that, um, that's the Packer talk for the week. A little lengthier, of course, after a great win. Why not? Let's go over to Bucks basketball, talk about what's going on there. And I already kind of alluded to it. Um, you go three and one in a four game week. Uh, you'll take it. Uh, they lose. So you start in Washington on Monday. You win 142 to 20, 129. Giannis, it was the honest show, 42, 13, and eight. That'll get the win. But then you see something on Wednesday and Friday. You see lean score, Brooke Lopez. Right. You'd love to see that, but Wednesday, you don't love to see the result of 119-116 loss. Final score, in my opinion, quite misleading. It kind of felt the Bucks were just out of it, you know, like throughout the game. They get a little close at the end, but too late. Um, you know, Bucks outscore them 37 to 25 in the fourth, but they still lose by three. So that kind of tells you how they how that game was going for the Bucks. Uh, again, Lopez was 12 of 18. Drew Holiday returns against the Bucks and Unfortunate showing, um, you know, just overall for Holiday. Um, defensively, definitely made an impact, but one for eight from the field. You love to see Holiday back with the squad. You love it. He was in the locker room, right? I think he's just he's going to go down as a Milwaukee, you know, as just a great player for this Milwaukee squad who, who made an impact. So just keep that in mind. And I think for the Bucks, what really hurt was was Porzingis, you know, had a, had a nice game. He was – Nine for fifteen with twenty-one points plus three plus minus. Felt he had an impact. Sam Hauser, right? You go into those guys. I'm. I was surprised with how the rotation. Like we knew Boston didn't have any depth, but holy smokes, they don't have depth. And that's where you see them get picked off by a team like Orlando, right? I mean, they are going to run to a spot in the regular season where they're gonna they're gonna have to rest some guys. The eight-man rotation, right? It's it's the the they're the best starting five in all basketball, with Tatum, Porzingis, Holiday, White, and Brown. I think there's no nine that. Um, but then the bench here, the three guys who they rotate: Peyton Pritchard, right? Who, we, who we've seen work with them over the years. Who you know, solid bench guy who comes in, um, you know, hot hand like Bryn Forbes kind of guy. They get Al, Al Horford. Okay, you have the savvy vet who does who does a great job. Um, 
you know, defensively. And it's going to, you know, he's not the same guy. He's going to get you, you know, maybe 10 points, uh, maybe five, six rebounds, maybe a couple assists. Um, and then you have Sam Hauser, who's, you know, um, the guy catch and shoot corner three guy. Boom. Okay. With these, those three guys on the bench, they played a combined 72 minutes and they had the best plus minus is on the team. Plus 10 for Hauser, four for five, two for three from three in 20 minutes. Horford, 31 minutes, starter minutes off the bench, plus five. He had 11 points, eight boards, six assists. And then Pritchard throw, throws in 10 points. And it was like, okay. So in in my opinion, too, with this, with Boston, like they played well at home. Uh, there's no denying that, but they got some performances out of the bench that I don't think are going to be sustainable. Um you know, like I look at a seven game series, this is not happening. Um, and looking at the rest of their team, um, O'Shea Brissett, Lamar Stevens, there are guys on this, uh, in their rest of the rotation, right? Um, who are who are guys who have been around for a couple seasons now, but like Luke Cornett, these are guys who unfortunately probably aren't going to be ones you want in a playoff series. Um, let alone right in regular season game here. They didn't play the bucks. However, they're able to go deeper. So they, Giannis played 37 minutes, but then, um, you know, going through it, it was Lopez played 34, 38, but Beasley 23. And then they have a lot more depth, right? You see, and even with Jay Crowder out, right? The bucks are dealing with that right now. You see, they're able to thrive because they have right. Portis can come off, give you a good twenty minutes. That's where the Bucks just have a huge advantage, I feel. But then Bochamp gives you twenty-two minutes, campaign ten, Connaughton twenty, uh, Jackson eight. That you're able to just really sprout the minutes from a lot of different guys. So you're able to run a ten-man rotation, um, and with Crowder, Crowder probably a ten-man rotation still, but. I really like how the they're able to leverage that. So um, that's just a key thing that I had for the Bucks. Where um, in this one, at least, just we're seeing how they're going to play these games against really good opponents moving forward. Um, and then Friday and Sunday, we got to talk about Sunday, right? Friday, they close win Wizards. Um, Lopez, thirty nine points, ties his career high. A crazy game. I think that that's just a way to sum it up. It was a wild in season tournament game um and just perimeter defense was an issue for the bucks against the wizards this week and we saw it again that night but i want to go to portland right at home dame dame's return against them our first matchup against them and it was it was an interesting one bucks were down 26 points in the third quarter and they come back to win that's just one you don't see a lot. And, of course, it happened against the 4-12 and Portland Trailblazers, right? I mean, they played out of their mind to start is one thing I'd say. Um, but that's at one point with win probability, if you want to hear, I'm looking at ESPN where it, it touched. I think it – was it up to 99? I see it at 97 was the high I see right now. It was. It was up to 98.4. So 91, 94. Um, so you, you see that and it's like, wow. Um, Portland blew it. Um, 
but it was it was a wild game. You know, this was a game I I was actually looking at going to. Um, I I ended up not unfortunately, but looking at how the Bucks performed, right? I mean, it's the beauty of being able to create points quickly. That's what you can do in NBA. You can just you can do that in the NBA. You can, um, right? Whether it's the twenty four second shot clock, whether it is just getting turnovers, they were able to just do a great job at that. And the Bucks did turn the ball over seventeen times. This was not a good game for them. But Portland, with that inexperience, I mentioned twenty turnovers. Uh, Bucks were able to just capitalize on that. I think that was a big thing. Some timely shooting always will help out. Getting to the free throw line was a big thing for the Bucks because, right, what does that do? Stop the clock. That's exactly what they needed. Um, it was cool to see Andre Jackson start in this game. Uh, two start, but didn't take a single shot. Didn't provide a whole lot. Pretty empty stat sheet. One board um, in 12 minutes. So. Just seems he's finding his footing right now, but uh, Malik Beasley has been, you know, just such a huge asset to this team. 36 minutes. He had three steals, plus 16, plus minus 14 points. He puts up four threes um, with that. And just a nice game for him. Look, Dame, the statue Dame, seven for 21. You know, it wasn't a great game offensively, it felt, but. The work he does, plus 15, plus minus, um, made an impact um, on the court. Like, the, the Bucks are a better team when he's on the court. You know, it's same with, like, Giannis, right? It's just that common thing, right? They're better. They're a better team when these guys are on the court. Although the player of the week, Brooke Lopez, did not have a big game in this one, he still played well, four blocks in there, three steals, just a defensive menace. Um, right now, he's up there in DPOI for me, uh, just with how he's performed. How many minutes he's playing, too, this year? Like he is getting a lot of minutes, 31 today, and he's handling them very well, um, which I you love to see. And Giannis also had three blocks and a steal too. So wanted to throw that in there. Uh, AJ Green got in there in this game. Thanasis was in there even for a little bit. Uh, Marjan got nine minutes, but then yeah, Portis played 31. So good to see Portis get those starter level minutes too off the bench. You love to see it, but you like to see a Bucks win. That's the best part here. Three and one this week. Um, and then they have a couple games next week. The Bucks Prediction Challenge, of course, will be out tomorrow. They go to Miami on Tuesday against the Heat. That's going to be a good one. Thursday, then at Chicago. So that Tuesday one against Miami is on TNT. So national television for the Bucks yet again. And then Thursday um, at 7 p.m. And then Saturday, they play at they host Atlanta. They host the Hawks there. At Pfizer, 7 p.m. tip there. So that's the Bucks schedule this week. Week six already of the season. It is flying by already. They're already 17 games. They're almost a quarter through. So that's what we're looking at right now. Um, Brewers promo schedule, what I want to say is I think it's going to be out in the upcoming weeks. I did see some things that were leaked. Only It looked like only two bobbleheads Um one or two bobbleheads and then they're doing a lot more of the jersey stuff so like the city connect jersey they're doing them saturdays again too um and they're doing like the tumblers uh things like that really at city connect kind of vibe um and then i did see so i mentioned they're going to be saturdays again there's one sunday one it's father's day was the one they're not doing a memorial day one like they did this past year because they're playing the cubs so they don't need to uh, but 
just found the giveaway schedule, how they've revamped it over the last few years, less bobbleheads, more interesting stuff. Now Saturdays found it interesting. I'm wondering how they feel, you know, right. The goal is to boost Saturday attendance um, and they have their own Sunday fun day thing. So we don't need it then I get it, but just wondering how, if I just hope we don't get to the point where they start doing them during the week. Cause I feel like those weeknight ones will just re- like take away a lot of people. And sometimes those Saturday ones were, aren't even sellouts anyways. So why not still keep it? So that's my my little rant on the promo schedule. But I'll let you know when it's officially out. Um, love to always talk about what games to go to and the fun stuff there. And, you know, just looking forward to Brewers in summer right again. Um, of course, Point Brewery, right? Uh, great sponsor here of the podcast, whether, right, their diet root beer is where I go. The, or the Point Zero Sugar now rebranded. I was in the store again and. I see it. They they landed all the, all the rebrandings and just a great tasting root beer. Actually enjoyed enjoyed some this weekend for Thanksgiving as well. So keep them in mind um, as you go and have a great week, everybody. That's gonna wrap it up here for myself, Drew Skybrick here on this Sunday night. Thank you all for listening to yet another episode of Drew Sports Crew, the perfect podcast for you. <laughs>